Listen, I think uh, we've been, um, I think we've been very measured in our approach. Um, as you know, we're responding to changes that were made in our country and in the laws. Um, and we obviously are being very consistent with that. But we've, from day one, also said that we want to be very cautious in protecting the integrity of our game. I mean, ultimately making sure that that's done correctly and that um, our fans have confidence in that and our partners have confidence in that. Uh, but it, it clearly, for an element of the population, is something they're interested in doing. We want to make sure that whatever is done is done properly, effectively, and safeguards the game. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. That is Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, talking last March 28th about the relationship between and it's an uneasy relationship between the NFL and gambling. And obviously the fact that the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas, David, is it underscores the changing of laws, the changing of the league, the amount of uh, the changing of the relationship between the NFL and gambling, which has been an important relationship for the NFL, but now – you know, you got a lot of owners who are heavily invested in these companies uh, that have to do with gambling. And you've got the league now in Vegas. And I, I got to be honest with you, never thought I'd see that in my lifetime until maybe, I don't know, five years ago, 10 years ago, wherever the shift really took place. But the NFL in Vegas, and by the way, you know, what, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas unless it's a professional football player there for the Super Bowl gambling in a casino. That's barred. Barred, but it's also borderline hypocritical because you are embracing all the things all that come with uh, being uh, – you're in Las Vegas. You have embraced sports gambling. It is – uh, an entity that is a huge force. Uh, we'd be hypocrites if we sat here and, and said that it was bad for the league. It's good for business for us. It's good for the NFL. Now, do you have to monitor what players do in a given week? I suppose you can, but it's a difficult thing to get too worked up about if you're the NFL because you you just have to make sure that you control what you can control. And then the rest, you it, you you want to have players. You know, they're they're not able. They're, you're making it so they can't go bet and be in casinos. Okay, I would let the teams. I would let the teams determine what is appropriate and what isn't for uh, their players during Super Bowl week. I think the league should probably stay out of that because you have the league on one hand, which is making a lot of money through its partnerships and affiliations with sports gambling entities and companies, and you're in Las Vegas, and now you're going to say, well, you know, we're going to legislate what the players do, can and can't do. I, I think that's probably something that seems a little bit incompatible. Famously, there have been, there have been different players that have either gone on a runner uh, during uh, Super Bowl week or gone out on the weekend for whatever reason and gotten themselves in a – in a lot of trouble. Um, is that one of the ways, you know, there's a certain, there is a debauchery connected to Vegas that is available for all. It is not far under the surface. Is that what the fear is with this? I mean, 
the idea that you don't want a player rolling the bones on their day off while in Vegas for the Super Bowl, I understand that makes sense. That would probably be a very ugly story, but you know, there's a lot of pressure in the build up to a game like this. A lot of things, a lot of weird things have happened over the years. I'm sure they are desperate to avoid any negative publicity. That's not the league's uh, responsibility necessarily. Let let the teams worry about whether or not you, you know, Patrick Mahomes or whatever their 53 players on the roster what they're doing and when they're doing it. If you're the league and you have you have targeted Las Vegas as the site for Super Bowl 58, I think that you have to then take all that comes with that, and that is the allure of the casinos, and that is the 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 opportunity that exists for people to go there and gamble. Uh, if you want to, if you want to encourage the teams to have their own ground rules, then I think that's fine. But you know, where does the long arm of Roger Goodell? How far does it reach? I don't know that you can sit there and say, you know, players that you you bring to the city are now supposed to not enjoy the city. It just seems to be a very, uh, very odd thing. Very typical, though, of the NFL. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the, it, there's always this kind of sense of um, the league trying to protect the shield and prop themselves up as, you know, the best of people when in reality there are certainly like like all of us there are human beings and maybe you know maybe some cornerback wants to sit at a uh at a blackjack table and scream cowboy baby who knows i i mean we've seen it happen with certain show related figures <laughs> well, the, the thing is, I, there, there, there's a distinction to be made here, though, I, and I don't want to be, you know, paint with a broad brush. You do have to legislate if you are the commissioner of the NFL. I think you do have to have guidelines in place to where sports gambling, betting on your own sport, are prohibited sure. because that's old as 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 the sport itself. That kind of premise, and and you need you need that. But I don't think that there is harm in letting players participate in the various activities that Vegas offers uh, if they're there to play in the biggest game of their careers. You have to understand that they're going to know what their limits are and their teams are going to know how much they can restrict them. That's not the league's business to me. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a tough one. It's, it really is because I think that, again, you know, I don't I don't understand how games of chance would impact. You know, if if – if some offensive lineman wants to sit and feed coins into a slot machine, who am I to tell him, oh, no, that's not – you can't do that, sir. I, it just seems like it's kind of fairly irrelevant um, to the they game have, or to their play. They have a team in Las Vegas. Raiders players are there every single day of the football season. Are they not allowed to play games of chance? I'm just I, curious. I don't know. I, I don't know that either. I would think that would be very restrictive and very ridiculous. And I don't think that they could probably impose those kind of limitations on somebody's lifestyle. If you play for the Las Vegas Raiders, are you supposedly going to – are you, you going to ignore and be banned from the casinos? I, why – you know what? That's one of the things that people like about living in Vegas, right? Oh, I know, I know. There's got to be reasons and and all of that. So, 
uh, anyway, I just find it fascinating that the NFL is in Vegas. I I don't, you know, the, um, the, uh, the, the, the Clance Culver line, the spread when it first was going out, that was, that was actually designed to, uh, to also the injury report was designed to protect the team from, from uh, professional gamblers. They wanted to release the status of players so it wasn't hidden information that would impact the line after the fact. And that's why they were so careful about it for fear that there would be gamblers, you know, approaching players or getting information that would change the way they approach games and, and paying for that or whatever it might be. So they have had this policy in place for a really long time uh, thinking about the integrity of the game. And now life has changed so dramatically that we're going to be in Vegas. You know, I saw, did you see the thing where, you know, they interviewed, among others, uh, you know, Donkashane, darling, Donkashane. They they brought out uh, <laughs> Mr. Vegas. Guy's been there 45 years or whatever. I, I, you got to be kidding me! Like this stuff I, I, I is hilarious. See. Oh, Wayne New- I, I didn't see Wayne, Wayne Newton, Newton doing yeah. an interview about gambling in Vegas and yeah. the, and the you know not just the NFL, mind you, but you got like all these big events going to I, Vegas. I, I thought it was interesting too with this backdrop that yes, uh, CBS is a obviously a partner of the NFL. CBS has the Super Bowl broadcast. Tony Romo, Jim Nance, like mm. it or not. And CBS, uh, one of its most distinguished, successful shows of all time, 60 Minutes, did a fascinating story on Sunday night before the Grammys during on the eve of Super Bowl week about the ills of sports gambling and how it is addicting, uh, making uh, men uh, under 35 in so many different ways addicted to sports gambling, how it's so easy for them to go in. And it was a... Uh, I don't think the timing's accidental. I mean, we know how this works, and it was just a really well done look at the the danger of getting to and and the convenience. Uh, obviously, we're all addicted to our phones and the responsibility that some of these sports gambling companies have. And I thought that was a very powerful story to have and a very gutsy story to run on the eve of Super Bowl week on the station where the Super Bowl will be broadcast. Oh, it's it's just extraordinary because it's, I mean, it's due diligence in a lot of ways it's covering all angles of the story and there is no doubt that the you know the but, number of sites but, and the number of, of the number of youths if you will like people start really getting into this in college but you can't tell me that the league that is so careful about right. its image to to point where they're inviting people to a press conference was thrilled about the fact that its partner, its network that is going to be airing the big game uh, began the week, kicked it off, if you will, by reminding people the ills of sports gambling that uh, while as, as the NFL descends into Sin City, I mean that the irony of all of that together at one time, delicious, delicious irony, as you say. Well, and I mean, I honestly wonder if Roger Goodell wants to invite only a certain number of people and that, that they, deem league friendly, whatever the, the designation is, or more football oriented in order to prevent answering questions about that. Of course. Right. Why else would you have invitation right. only? Right. The, the question that I would have, 
and watching this, if it is, I'm sure it's going to be televised, is if you were a longtime NFL reporter, and we know many of them, and you were invited to such a thing, would you go? Right. That's a good question. Well, I mean, you know, I, I mean, we could ask Big Z that because you figure he'd be invited, but I don't think he's there. So, I mean, that that's, might be another thing they're trying to do is invite people that that might not be uh, out in Vegas to come so that they can claim they invited people who aren't there. They must know who's coming and when they're coming because they look at the hotel list. So I, maybe that's why they moved it to Monday as well. Who knows? A lot of people yeah. want to check in on the subject. 312-644-6767. We've got Jackpot Joe and Niles. Hey, Joe. Hey, how's it going? Good. You know, Roger Goodell, you guys are talking about how you might be kind of like anti-Vegas and all this other stuff. You know, the NFL is profiting huge on their own name brand slot machines that they just rolled out this year in Las Vegas. I don't know if you know that. I, I mean, nope. listen, I know I know they're making a lot of money on everything. Um, I don't think I had heard about the slot machine, but there you go. That's a good example of it. They, <laughs> they've got NFL slot machines, but tell the guys in the games they can't play them. Yeah, it's just a, there, there are so many things every year that you point to in terms of the hypocrisy involved. And, you know, the NFL is, is a huge corporation, a huge business and when you have things that big, you're going to have these kind of examples that seem small but are definitely hypocritical. Yeah, we have a texter wants to know, are Bears players not allowed to go to the boat in Elgin or Aurora? Bear, I've been to the boat with Bears players, okay? No, I think so. They, they, that's, yeah. that's permitted, yeah. Yeah, back in the day, I remember being in Platteville and going to one of those boats and, and you know standing there at the craps table while different players you know, took their beating from me. Because <laughs> they went negative, they went don't on me, which drives me nuts. But yeah, no, it's it's a fascinating subject, and it's one worth talking about. We're going to bring in uh, a guy who knows about it. Well, we're going to bring in a, a guy who knows everything. Bo Jackson, Bo knows. We'll talk to him next. Mully and Hall on the score. Bo knows baseball. Bo knows football. I play with Kansas City, the Chicago White Sox, and the California A's. Barcelak licks that one to left center field. Ball won the charge. Ball is there. Yo, Ball, get up that wall. And I play with the Raiders. Third and one from the two. Here's Ball. And here goes Ball for the touchdown. He and Bosworth one-on-one, and Jackson just jumps him into the end zone. And Ball Jackson to the 20 and out. Touchdown. <laughs> he may not stop yep. the Tacoma. <laughs> He's gone. Portland. <laughs> he just went by Spokane. You ever heard of the Heisman Trophy? To present the 51st Heisman Memorial Trophy to Bo Jackson of Auburn. I'm the only player to make it to the Pro Bowl in football and the All-Star Game in baseball. And I'm the MVP of the All-Star Game. Bo knows exactly what he's doing. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score, one of the greatest athletes ever. What a delight to welcome in Bo Jackson. He joins us on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois. Bo, good morning. What a treat. How are you? 
Good morning, guys. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. It's Monday morning. <laughs> and you know how Monday mornings are. Yep. Well, you're, you're, we talk about your athletic prowess and what a great football player, what a great baseball player you were. And, um, and you're also uh, you're an entrepreneur, and you've got uh, a new uh, a new product out. You have uh, engineered a, uh, a sugar free uh, daily hydration product, which is called Bow 3.0 Hydration. Tell us a little bit about uh, about this product and uh, and how you envision this uh, helping people. Well, well, well. You know, when everybody when everybody speaks of of me, as far as in good terms, everybody talk about my past, about what I did on the sports field, and so forth and so on. And very few people know that I made the decision when I was in college. I that listen, sports is great, and sports have done some beautiful things for me, but. I'm looking for life. I'm looking forward to life after sports. So in that term, sports was about the third or fourth most important thing on my list. Hmm. And the things that rank in front of that is, you know, first and foremost, family and uh, business, entrepreneurship, giving back. And uh, in those and during those years, I've done a lot within the food business and so forth and so on. And, and just recently, within the past three or four years, uh, business partners and myself, um, and trust me, but I've tried every sports drink out there, and some are good, and some are so-so. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm the type of person that if I'm going to endorse something or put my name and my reputation behind the product, it has to be something that I believe in. It's got to be something that my friends and family approve of. And just that's just the bottom line. So my business partners and I, we decided to to actually, we decided to throw our hats in the ring of the powder sports drinks. And as you know, there are tons of them out there, and everybody claims that what theirs do and what theirs don't do. And the thing that we wanted is, number one, is to create a product that the quality and the taste is what's going to bring the customers back after they try it the first time, period. Because you can put my name on it. You can put my ugly mug on it. That's not going to sell a product. It's the content within that package that's going to sell. And that's what I'm staking my name, my reputation on. Uh, we have actually created a product that's good for you, good for hydration. Uh, the product is natural joint, lube, natural joint lubricant. Um, it's just something that I love now. In my past, everybody's talking about my running and throwing skills. I don't run anymore, period. I've done that a lot. I get on my bike and I ride to the next county and turn around and come back. And and I take my I take my hydrations with me. And this is something that I will always put in my pack, put in my water bottle, and go. 
It's a powdered drink mix. We have three delicious flavors in it. And I put one in my 16-ounce bottle of water, and I go. And when I get to when I get to the point to where I need to stop and take a drink, that's what I use now. And I'm not saying that I have the best product out there, but I'll tell you this: it ranks in the top two. two. <laughs> it's called both, yeah. Bold 3.0. It's called Bold, Bold 3.0. Yes, and we have actually partnered with 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 probably the world's foremost food scientist at Cary, which is um, which is uh, based out of Wisconsin, and um, we sit at the table. But my partners and I, even during during COVID, when everybody was at home, uh, closed up. I'm on the road running up to Wisconsin. My partners and I meeting with food scientists, uh, looking at what we got, looking at to see if this see if this product is where we want it. And if it's not, we back to the drawing board. And there were times when no one was in the office but but myself and a couple of food scientists and we're sitting at at the table saying, No, we gotta take this out, we gotta do this and we need to add stuff. We we have added we have some of the Two most ingredients that we have in our product. It's called IUFLEX, which is a natural joint lubricant, and CAPROS, which is, an, is good for natural blood flow. And you need that if you're as active as the world is now. And, 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 and the only thing that I can say is, that, hey, don't take my word for it. Try it once. Stake my reputation on it, Bo 3.0. We're talking with Bo Jackson, who is the founder of Bo 3.0. And Bo, in the release, it says that you use it as part of your daily routine. You mentioned the biking. Curious, what else is part of that daily routine? And when you watch the NFL on Sundays, do you think you could still maybe on one play still get the tough yard? <laughs> Listen, let me, tell you, let me say this to you and to the listening world out there. When I played, I gave it 110%. Today, I would pull a muscle lift in the toilet seat. I'm not playing no football. <laughs> I wake up in the morning just like you guys and say, what the hell did I do last night? The reason I'm so sore. <laughs> and it was nothing but walk up the stairs. So, no. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, Bo, I, I'm curious. You know, we got the Super Bowl this weekend, and you played. Uh, for the Raiders, and now they're in Las Vegas, and now the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. Did you ever think that you would see something like that happen? <laughs> no. But, you know, but I'll tell you this. Mark Davis, But I talked to Mark, who is the owner of the Raiders, son of Al Davis, but I talked to him on a regular basis, and – I, he has a mind just like his dad. He has a mind just like his dad. Most people, most people would say that Al Davis was a real guy, but I worked for the man. The man's a genius. And, but in those, but in those genes have been passed on to Mark and by Mark going to Las Vegas, 
I, but I think it, but in having his own stadium, because when he's in California, he's renting from the city. He, he was, he, he, he was renting from the city. Now they got their own stadium, their own state of the art practice facility, which is, which is like the Taj Mahal. Hmm. And I think it's good for the city of Los Angeles. Not like they need more tourists there, but it's a, it's somewhere where people can go this weekend and enjoy themselves. And I hear not only that, I think the A's are coming there to right. Vegas. So, right. um, so I, Hey, more power to Las Vegas, uh, more power to the Raiders. I think they are in a place to where they are going to thrive and so forth and so on. And I'm looking forward to the, their future there. So, Bo, the Super Bowl, obviously the Chiefs looking to repeat, be the first team in 20 years to do that in the NFL. The 49ers, probably the more complete team top to bottom. They have Brock Purdy versus Patrick Mahomes. Hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. How do you see Super Bowl 58 unfolding? Now, you may not believe this when I say that, so sit down. (laughs) Sit down. Um, And – I have to keep going back and saying this. I was good for the sport, but football and baseball was great. I mean, great for Bo Jackson. And all of the guys that are playing now are young enough to be my sons. And 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 over the years, I hate to say it, but I don't even know if I'll be watching the game because with me, <clears throat> put it to you like this. Um, it'll be on. I'm quite sure I'll see one or two plays because my, 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 my family will be watching it, but it's hard for me to sit and, and watch the game that I played. It's sort of like you guys going home and turn on the TV and watch somebody do what you do for a living. So, so, so I think both teams that's in the Super Bowl, either one is capable of pulling out a win. But just like you said, it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes because I started my professional career in Kansas City, so I'm kind of partial there. And in the same sense, when I came out of college, I was – there was only three teams that I said that I wanted to play for, and I kept it to myself. And they were Dallas, the Raiders, and the 49ers. Mm. So I'm kind of partial in that sense, too. So more than likely, I'll just sit back and see where the chips fall. I may be in my man cave fletching arrows or cleaning one of my shotguns from bird hunting or something like that and listening to my wife and daughters and them scream and yell and run up and run around the great room upstairs because I know something exciting will be going on. (laughs) Great stuff. Bo, thank you. We, we love catching up with you. I've got some of this here. The, uh, well, I tell you what, 3.0, put it in a bottle, shake it up and try it. And I'll give you a call back and you tell me what you think. You're on. I, I need a little, uh, I need joint health support, hearth health support, a little help to the immune system. Trust me. And I don't need sugar. This is right up my alley. There you go. 
There oh, no. you go. And that's the main thing. Uh, no sugar in that product, and it tastes great. No, Bold 3.0, get out and get it. Go online and check us out and tell us what you think, Well, We appreciate you. And Thanks. thank you guys for – but I think it's been – I think it's been, wow, 20 years or so since the last time that I was on the show. I can't think how long back, but, but it was a long time ago. You're, you're always, often. Yeah, yeah, you're always welcome, Bo. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, brothers. I really appreciate it. You all enjoy the week. That is our guy, Bo Jackson. Great stuff. God, what a phenomenal athlete. Do you remember some of those moments, David? Oh, yeah. Oh, good God. Awe-inspiring. And now Bo knows sports drinks. So yeah. he's a little bit of everything. He was an extraordinary athlete. Maybe, I mean, the Pro Bowl and the All-Star Game. Only man to ever do that, I think, if that, if, if that is correct. And he's still apparently cycling and staying in shape. I bet you he still could get you a yard on third and one. <laughs> Easily. Are you kidding? I'd, I'd love to roll out the, the ghost of uh, Brian Bosworth and just have yeah. Bo run over uh, him for old time's sake. Next time, let's ask him about the boss. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he, was, he became the, uh, the tire uh, track after Bo ran over him yeah. that time. Never recovered. That is uh, that's great stuff. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. We're gonna head to uh, to Vegas and talk some Super Bowl next. Molly and Hall on the score. Yeah, I've learned to play different. I said it kind of during the week. It's not all about stats. It's about winning. At the end of the day, you saw Tom do it for a long time. Um, he, he would do whatever it took to win. And when the defense is playing like that, I, all my job is not turn it over, get it to the playmaker, score enough points to get the win. I never take it for granted. Man, how this season's gone, the, the battle through adversity, it's been, it's been truly awesome to see these guys grow. Um, and uh, we're ready to go. We're ready to get to Vegas. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. That is, of course, the voice of Patrick Mahomes. And we are delighted to welcome in uh, our guy in Vegas, our guy from Kansas City in Vegas, Alex Gold of 610 Sports in Kansas City, joins us now on the SCORE hotline presented by Circuit Resort and Casino. Alex, good morning. Thanks for getting up for us. How uh, How's life in Vegas? Hey, good morning, guys. No, it's it's great to be on with you guys. There are definitely worse places to be for a Super Bowl and worse places to be, period. So it might be a little early, but it, it doesn't matter. We're ready to roll. You know, Alex, we were debating earlier in the show just about the, talking about distractions, and certainly Patrick Mahomes Sr. being arrested over the weekend in Texas presents one for Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback, and he has experience dealing with family distractions in the past with his brother or whatever the case may be. What is your anticipation of how this will distract Patrick Mahomes uh, with his father in the news for the wrong reasons? Sure. Yeah, no, it was disappointing to, to see that news come out yesterday. I think, as you said, this is not the first time he's dealt with any sort of distraction. It's not the first time his football team, right before the Super Bowl, has dealt with distraction. I mean, a couple of years ago, there was an incident involving a staff member on the Chiefs, happened to be the, the son of Andy Reid, and a car accident that made a lot of headlines, and that was right before – they had played the Bucks, and I understand they lost that one 31-9. I think more than anything, it wasn't a distraction for that game as much as it was the offensive line that was just so decimated. So, yeah, you don't like to see that news, but I, I, I don't think it's going to be a distraction for Patrick Mahomes to have 
that arrest of his dad in the last 24, 48 hours. Yeah, you know, I, I, um, I kind of agree with you, Alex, for the most part. I just think that Mahomes, we've seen those Tom Brady-like qualities out of him and that we haven't seen from other people. So it is, um, it's a special thing. The run they've had to the Super Bowl has been a special thing. I, I remember when we used to talk about the idea that he couldn't win a road playoff game. That doesn't seem like it was that long ago. How do you can you believe that they are here given the season they had? And I'm going right back to like Christmas loss against the Raiders. Did you see this one coming? Yeah, that that was rock bottom. I mean, everybody at that point in time had kind of jumped ship on the the notion that they had any chance to to go to the Super Bowl. The the expectation suddenly went to, you know, okay, they're going to play a wild card game. Uh, they're going to still host that game, but they'll get through that one maybe. And then, well, they, the path they have to go on, they got to go on the road to Buffalo. And then if they somehow won that on the road to Baltimore, like you, you're, you're not coming out of the AFC with the way they were playing, drops all over the place, penalties, turnovers. That was the story of the entire season. And offensively, it is not anywhere near still, even despite they're in the, in the Super Bowl, it's not anywhere near where they had been the last couple of seasons. So I, I think you know, the, the, the idea that they would be in a Super Bowl and plenty of confidence from people in Kansas City that they're going to win this thing uh, was, was probably a ludicrous idea. I, I don't know uh, if after that Buffalo game it didn't automatically switch. I'll be honest. Once they beat Buffalo, I think everybody started to come around and say, okay, they're getting their best offensive line play of the season, and now the drops have suddenly gone away. They're focusing in on, I know it sounds simple, their best players. I know it's, it's a novel idea to not try to make Kadarius Tony somebody that he's not. Instead, they focused in on Pacheco and Kelsey and Rice. And, and that's why, frankly, to go along with not having the same turnovers, this football team found a way to go on the road a couple games and playing their best football heading into the Super Bowl. Credit to the chief defense, which has earned it. One of the big reasons they are where they are. How do you divide it between Steve Stagnolo, Stagnolo's scheme and the talent that exists? So I think the scheme's a huge part of this. Look, last year they had one of the youngest defenses. They still do. They had a ton of rookies that ended up playing a year ago due to some injuries, and they were able to figure it out as the season went on. And Steve Spagnuolo probably does as good of a job as anybody disguising blitzes, you know, not, not just getting pressure from the front four, but finding ways to get corners like Legereus Sneed or Trent McDuffie to get after the quarterback. And you know, that's why they sit where they do uh, at this point, as I think still the, the best defense in football. I know the Ravens got a ton of, attention this year and it's because they had more takeaways than the Chiefs but if you look at the the pure scheme mixing up blitzes and you know basically uh, forcing uh, some timely turnovers in the postseason now that's been a big shift for them I think it's it's Steve Spagnuolo and then you asked how much is it is the talent overall Trent McDuffie and LeJarrius Sneed are are the two corners that probably don't get enough attention nationally I don't know how often people in Chicago know the name McDuffie or Sneed but I think people do during this playoff run and after this Super Bowl. They, they're the best quarterback duo, I think, right now in football. Legereus Sneed in particular wasn't an all-pro, wasn't a pro bowler, kind of took that personally. The rest of the defense is, is taking his snub personally, the way they've spoken about it. And they don't give anything up to number one wide receivers, guys. I know Brandon Ayuk has been a heck of a player for the 49ers. I think it's going to have to be, you know, Kittle and McCaffrey more than anything else for the Niners, which is a good problem to have, I guess, if you're San Francisco, that you still have those two guys. But – Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, A.J. Brown. We can go down the list of all these number one receivers. They haven't done anything against Sneed this year. I mean, these are, these are Pro Bowl top five receivers, and number one receivers have been shut down. 
Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, Alex, we'll let you go. What's your day look like? Are you? Did you get the invite to the Goodell News Conference? Are you going <laughs> to media night tonight? Tell us about the day in front of you. Yeah, no, no invite. We're not special enough for the Roger Goodell press conference <laughs> that used to be open that now is private Monday. Uh, so, no, we're, we're not going to be there. We're actually just pulling up. I'm surprised they haven't lost connection. We're in a parking garage currently. Uh, so let's pray that that keeps up. Uh, and uh, we're heading to Radio Row, going to be broadcasting for four hours today and, and get things going. And we'll be at an opening night, which, you know, is always a fun, fun event to go to. It's open to the fans as well and have a chance to check out Allegiant Stadium for the first time. So I'll be curious to see what the Travis Kelsey podium is like. I don't think anybody's getting anywhere near that podium in terms of the amount of media that's going to be surrounding him. And we'll have, I'm sure, plenty of uh, Taylor Swift fans or lookalikes in the stands, too. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff, Alex. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Alex. That is uh, Alex Gold. We're going to be talking to him this week from uh, uh, from Las Vegas and getting the inside scoop on what goes on with the Chiefs. That's fun stuff. He does a great job. He really does. He's going to have a lot of fun out there this week. And you can have a lot of fun if you are the sixth caller to the Scores Contest line right now, 312-540-0670. Win a pair of tickets to see Sam Hunt on the Outskirts Tour 2024 with special guests Brett Young and Lily Rose Saturday, February 24th at Allstate Arena. Sam Hunt, former Chiefs quarterback, I believe. He was in camp with the Chiefs, a college quarterback. 312-540-0670. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score.